Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Happy Tuesday to everyone. God is truly a good God. And we're just praising him, exalting him. It's now one degree C in Toronto, and we're grateful it's clear. And if we're just happy to be part of the family of God. Um, I got on a little bit late. I did not hear Brother Hamilton, but I know he always blessed our hearts. And um, uh, when I heard the testimonies, you know, I heard Sister Alexandra. I don't know. Um, a lot of people are not aware of what took place with Sister Alexandra, and I know we're going to be interviewing her on Sabbath, you know, because we want to hear from her directly. We want to talk to her, and she and her brother, Harold, is just a powerful moment because we prayed for her so long. It was from 1230. That was Wednesday. So from 12.30, the prayer team started to pray for her. And I think when they connected me was sometime during the day, and we continued to pray for her until the 11 o'clock at night. And she could not speak. The demon blocked her mouth, and she was going through pain. You know, when the pain comes, it comes heavy on her and no doctor, nobody can 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 stop this pain. No morphine, no medication can stop this pain. And this is not a fibroid pain. It's not a, a pain of anything that you can say it's something that the, the you know, it's beyond. It's spiritual because when the pain comes, they do not allow her to speak neither. And the pain moved from different parts of her body. That's the key. It can move from her stomach to her spine to her head. It rotates. You know, and uh, when I see what the Lord has done, and sometimes God allows us to go through certain things for a purpose. I know the Lord have a huge purpose for um, Sister Alexandra. I told her that before for she and her brother. They are called. And I know I spoke to her once and she said she's ready to come and work with the ministry. She's ready to move to Toronto. You know, that's how serious she is. And um, and the thing about it is there is Sister Landa, who I know is going through a lot too. There is Sister Ashley, who we haven't heard. You know, I remember to give her a call. If you have her number, we haven't heard her. Remember to call her and encourage her. And let her know we love her still and we're praying for her. You know, because you know, I can only do so much, brethren. But 
Um, there's so many people that the Lord loves and he cares for. And he's preparing to work in the last day ministry to finish the work. So, you know, God prolonged her deliverance until Sabbath. You know, who would have think we were going to do it live? And the Lord moved in a short time because of the interest of time, and we are on live camera. You know, if you haven't watched it, you can go back and watch it and see what the Lord has done. God is awesome. He's powerful. You know, he's able. He's an able God. He's able to reach us, and he's able to deliver us. He's able to remake us. When we see such testimonies, you know, we have to be encouraged. You know, that after that prior, because they have her hooked up in the hospital, and no doctors, they were just around and don't know what else to do. And after the prior, she got up. She was discharged. She was able to speak clearly this morning on the line. That's a miracle. Powerful miracle, you know. Sometimes God does something that we can't understand. But I know God is going to show us the bottom line to this. And we're going to pray further, and the Lord will show us the key, and he will show her. We're going to work together with her to show her the source and, and, and what's involved, what's hidden, and what lessons can we learn from it. So I'm just so grateful. Um, Sister um, Corrine from UK with Fernando, you know, um, we have done many cases where um, the demon, for real, that's why we pray so long. Because sometimes one of the demons will hide, and he's the doorkeeper for sure. You know, so we have to ask the Spirit of the Lord to search. You know, because uh, in that sermon that I did, you know, I spoke about Adrian. And what happened that the demon spoke and says, you know, I was hiding too, and you didn't cast me out. And that was something else. You know, that was, you know, a near-death experience for me, where the demon said, I want to meet you face-to-face, and we're going to trash this out, you know. And we did meet face-to-face, but, you know, a life was flashed before me, you know. So, you know, we have a lot of high-level encounters you know, like if we have the resources, we could write up to 10 books with encounters. You know, so, you know, somebody out there may, you know, possibly could help us to start these books going, you know. So, you know, you know, just with Adrian, we could write about three books with Adrian alone. We have so many different cases that is high, high level you know, that people have never experienced. Um, that lady from UK, um, the lady that called, and the demon spoke through her when I called her. Um, that's a high-level case, and she was delivered, and I've never spoken to her. I tried numerous ways to get in contact with her, and I've never spoken to her. And to me, that was a high point. Because it was a high point because the demon spoke directly and even called me by name and said, listen, your ministry is powerful, but you don't have enough people. You know, a lot of people remember that testimony. 
And that demon picked up the lady and threw her against the wall, and she held on to the phone. You know, that was, and the devil, and that demon says, the son, the law is close. I didn't ask him. The devil even know the prophecy. He knows. You know, so we have a lot of different encounters, but God is such a powerful God who loves us and no power can outshine his power. Um, Just want to say I was able Sunday to go to a, a funeral for that young man, the young man we interviewed, Andre, um, passed away, and it was very touching and inspiring to see how strong his wife is, Janine, that she is so strong and how the Lord is going to use her. You know, I'm just so, I know one day we'll have the opportunity to interview her to hear her side of the story. She has two young child, you could say babies. You know what I mean? Her husband is only 35. We prayed until we could not pray anymore. But the Lord showed us that he was going to take her, take him. You know, so God have a plan. We don't know when our time will come or what the plan is, but God is in control. And we have to just keep praying, keep praying for each other, keep praying for me. It's not an easy road. It's not an easy battle. It's really high-level stuff we go through daily. And there's certain people we haven't gotten back to. And, you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of people call me and say, I don't call back. If I don't call you back, it's just overwhelming. It's just too much. I may promise to call you, and I don't call you. But, you know, God is able. When he sees the right time, he will open up the opportunity. But for now, we need your prayers. We need your support. We heard a testimony with Wilna, that young lady. You can go back and watch it. Very powerful. She only shared part of the testimony. You know, her walk, you know, it's an amazing woman of God, a young woman of God. And God is going to use her. And, and you know, we try to help her. She needs help. You know, but we only have so much resources. You know, there's so many people we're trying to help around the world. We remember the little girl in Jamaica with the burnt Bible. We are going to reach out to try to help them financially somehow too. So the need is great, and, you know, whatever resources you can do to help, do it. Whatever you can sacrifice to give to the ministry, because, you know, we don't come and publicize who we are helping. And, you know, we haven't publicized that we were helping Sister Wilma. She spoke about it, because she's not afraid. She appreciated, you know, that we are helping her. So we are helping you know, people who are in need. If it's the last cent we have, we're going to help. You know, so it, it, the ministry needs your prayers and it needs your, your physical help. Some people are really doing what they can to help us monetary. You know, when you look at us, you don't know what goes on behind the scene. You know, the, the equipment, you know, we 
got some donation before for equipment and we couldn't even use it for equipment. We have to use it even to maintain the ministry. You know, right now we need equipment because every Sabbath, that's why we're coming on so late. It's hard to, these things have been plugging in and out for how many years now, in and out, in and out, and they are breaking down. And the equipment is expensive. It's expensive, brethren. So, you know, I shared before that one of the, the, the mic we, I carry on me that I use, in order for it to sound good, it, the the mic is uh, is a thousand dollar for just a mic. The board that we use, we need a new board. The board is going to be at least twenty five thousand. That just a board, you know. The equipment, the cameras are really expensive. A good camera is around eight or nine thousand. If you want a card, a wireless um, camera, we need at least two wireless cameras so that we don't have to be plugging in and out because it starts to damage the ports. You know, and God have the resources. God have it. We have a big mind, but we don't have the funding. But God is able because so it comes in and we see the need, we're going to help. Food comes first. If somebody calls and they have no food, they need help out with their rent or they need something, we're going to help because we operate in faith. We know that if we have a dollar and we give it, we give 75 cents, God will replenish. That's the faith. That's how being was established. It's on faith. You know, no money. You know, so I'm just so grateful. I'm just going to open a short word uh, as we read here. So, Virgin, just keep us in prayers. You may not have it to give, well, just pray that God will open up somebody's heart, somebody who have it, somebody who have the resources and they have it somewhere and they can help out. Just God will replenish it. So I want you to turn with me to the very familiar scripture. And that is Luke, Luke, the book of Luke chapter 8 and verse, I'm going to read from verse 43 to 48. You know, just talk about the woman with the issue of blood. We all know the story. Someone touch me. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you and praise you and exalt you and worship you. As we open up your words, Lord, let your power come down and touch the hearts of your people. We just want to praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So it says, And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. So in other words, she spent all of her money going to different physicians trying to get help off the issue of blood. So, you know, she probably was bleeding, you know, all the time, you know, things going on. That is unusual. And she tried to find a physician and she spent all her money. So, in other words, she tried everything before she tried Jesus. 
But we have the opportunity to try Jesus before we go to any other source because we know him. So verse uh, 44 says, came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched. So in other words, she touched him and she stopped from bleeding then. This is one of the the powerful stories of the Bible. The woman with the issue of blood and how she went to find Jesus to just to touch his garment. And a lot of preachers may think and they may say, you know, go into the woman's mind to see what was she thinking. You try everything and it doesn't work. And you say, you know what? I heard that Jesus is in town. I'm going to press through the crowd and see if I could only touch his garment. I think I would be healed. It's not easy to come close to Jesus in a crowd of 5,000, in a crowd where the crowd is thick and the excitement. So could you imagine then the woman going through the crowd and say, could you please excuse me? She's not strong. You know, I don't know if she have a way of containing the blood from dripping. She can contain it. Are she able to contain it for so long? But it comes a while when it's obvious. Or we don't know if her blood was obvious till people were kind of moving out of her way. We don't know if this woman carry an odor, something where everybody was clearing away from her as she moved towards the master. We don't know. We can speculate. We can allow the Spirit of the Lord to lead us and take us into some deep thought of what this woman was going through. How does she make it to Jesus in a crowd? Or perhaps, if you think about it, in the spiritual realm then, that she was praying and say, Lord, if I could only come and touch you. Give me the strength to touch you. Give me the strength to make the first step. And as I go, and and the Lord was hearing her prayer and was setting up the whole crowd and parting the way for her. You know, it sounds like she just arrived on the scene. But when we know Christ, we don't just arrive on the scene. He hears our prayers before. In Sister Alexandra's situation, when she was groaning and you could hear her, the pain was so much. Amidst that, the angel of the Lord, the Holy Spirit was praying for her. And the Lord heard her prayer. And the Lord wants to touch somebody in the hospital. The Lord want to touch the doctors and to show us a miracle and to show the world a miracle on the prayer line, on the, on the, on the YouTube channel. Something God was doing in the meanwhile, that this woman pressed to get to, to Jesus. 
And it often puzzled me that a sick woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years could get the strength. And, 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 and that's what came to me, that in our weakness, Christ becomes strong in our lives. In our weakness, we can still find Jesus. In our weakness, there's still hope. Because if a woman with an issue of blood could press a crowd, you know, it's, it's like going to a concert. Everybody wants to see the entertainer. But then Christ, the divine power, everybody wants to see him just for him to lay hands and speak the words of healing. It was an excited time when you couldn't get close to him. And this woman get the opportunity to touch him. His disciples were his bodyguards that is keeping people back from him. And said, no, no, back, allow him. They didn't have a stage back then. They probably made a stage or he probably climbed up on a tree to speak to the crowd. Or he probably was on a little hill then where he could see the crowd of people and speak to them. But how did a woman get the strength to go up on the hill then, to go up the grade to get to the level to touch him? It takes great faith in order to touch him. Immediately when she touched him, all the issue of blood stopped. Probably it was pain in her and she was feeling what was going on and immediately it stopped when she touched him. I wondered to myself and I said, Lord, that woman was blessed because she know where to find Jesus. But what about us who can't see you physically? We can't be in a spot or a situation where we can touch you. What about us, Lord? Then the Lord impressed my heart that we have a better opportunity. We don't have to really walk to go to him. We just have to pray our way to him. Confess our way and he's right here where we are. We can touch him. All we need is to touch him. Touching meant that you're close. It's only an arm length. You just got to stretch forth in faith to reach Jesus. This morning the Lord is saying we just have to stretch forth in our faith, in our prayers, to touch Jesus. And when we touch him, something has to happen. We can't touch Jesus and it becomes the same. No. No, let's look back at verse 45. We're looking at um, Luke chapter 8, verse 45. Look at it again. And it says, now, after the woman touched Jesus, and Jesus said, who touched me? 
when all denied Peter and they that were with him said like master like what's going on here you ask who touched you like are you for real everybody's bouncing up against you you are in the crowd the middle of the crowd here who touched you I want to tell you something again about this touch. It was intentional. You see, when we go and see Christ intentionally, it's a different situation. If somebody tried to drag you to Christ, it's different. But when you seek him out and you want to come higher, you want to be empowered, you want to be part of the, the deliverance team. You want to see Christ work. You got to ask yourself, what am I going to bring to the table? I want to tell you this, as the Lord leads. A lot of people want to become part of the deliverance team. If I could only be part of the team, I would be happy. If I could just be part of your deliverance team, what do you have to bring to the table to be part of the team? You see, when we go out, it's a powerful moment. Just a few weeks ago, every Sabbath, after the divine, after staying in the sanctuary for so many hours until three o'clock, it's not over there. Sometimes we don't leave the church to go home until 10 at night because we have one or two people who came for deliverance. And when we go up into the deliverance room, we need people with discernment. That's how we broke a lot of the big cases. Because by praying, God will show somebody where the demon is. And some people will see the demon physically. Some people will hear, and the Lord will hear. Like I know Sister Michelle's um, discernment is getting stronger. She can hear when the demons speak and what they're saying. Sometimes they'll say, we're not leaving. We have rights. So we'll pray and ask God, what's the right? So you got to ask the Lord before you come to the table, how do you want to use me? What is my gift in? How can you activate it? It's not only to come in the deliverance room and stand up and observe everything and enjoy it. No. We need people who have specific, specific gifts to help. The gift of discernment and if you have the gift of discernment, you got to test it. You got to go to God and make sure. You know, because sometimes we can say the Lord says this and the Lord says that. We ought to be careful. You know, when we, back in the days when we used to visit a lot of homes, we used to visit hundreds of homes. Um, we ought to be careful. We can, sometimes we go into some homes. And it's decked with accursed things. You can't just tell people to start to throw their things out. You got to ask the Lord, say, Lord, should I tell them? 
Because there's many times people come back and say, you told me to throw my things out. Because the devil will use that. So you don't jump and say, the Lord says, get rid of that. Especially when it, it's an expensive item. You don't say that. You go and say, let's get confirmation. Because you tell somebody to throw the expensive thing, and the devil go back and attack them, they will say, I want my things back. They will call the minister and say, you tell me to throw my cell phone out. I want it back. It costs 600 or $1,200. You, allow me, you tell me to throw it out. I have no phone. I need my phone back. No. You got to get confirmation. So those are some of the wisdom of this ministry. That as we pray for people, even when the Lord tells us, you say, Lord, in your mind, ask for confirmation. Show them, Lord. And then you can suggest it and say, the Lord show me something about this. Are you willing to throw it out? We are not telling you to. It's up to you. Those are type of discernment that we need to deliver people. We can't assume. Because when the rage and the battle is gone, we've seen some heavy-duty warfare. We need people who are gifted for the ministry that God can use. Some people he use and open their eyes and they can tell where the demon is and how many of them. And they can see the angel of the Lord too. These are the frontline workers of Button to Christ ministry. It's people who have discernment, who can help in deliverance. It's not only to pray, 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 and we pray for 20 hours and no discernment. We got to pray for discernment. We got to pray and say, Lord, equip me. If I don't have what it takes, equip me. Those are what it takes. So you see, in a case like this, the woman touched the Lord, and the Lord says, who touched me? But the disciples around, they don't understand that level of spirituality. Because if they were touching Jesus and he said, who touched me? They should have known, so you know what? It's a bigger level. Something happened in the spiritual realm. And that's how we are to think. It's another level. Somebody touched me. And they are like, hello. Everybody's touching against you. And you said somebody touched you? When, when it's intentional when you come to the mercy seat and you ask for something you expect something god will give you that thing it's specific the woman touched jesus and he asked who touched me and then in verse 46 it says and jesus said somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Something happened. The power of prayer will disable sicknesses. The power of prayer will disable all the maladies. It will disable pain. When we pray for Sister Alexandra and we rebuke the pain, the pain went immediately. It disables when you touch Jesus. 
Emmanuel's vein. Power. That's the touch. That's another level that as Adventists we have to comprehend. It's another level, brethren. God is trying to show us this morning there's another level of worship. There's another level of praying. That all the people are touching Jesus, but their intention, their prayer wasn't being specific. They didn't come for deliverance. They come just for show, to see the miracles. But this woman came for deliverance. God is asking you this morning, are you here for deliverance? Are you on the prayer line because I want to come higher? Are you on the prayer line because I just want to hear? I just want to be nosy. I want to know what's going on. The virtue will only flow if it's intentional. The virtue will flow and it will stop the flow of maladies. It will stop what you're going through. It will stop the gossiping. It will stop the biting. It will stop all the evil that we are doing. Lord of mercy. That's the power. It cannot be hidden. Verse 47 says, And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately, not tomorrow, immediately. The intent depends on our faith. The immediate movement and power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth depend on our faith. If we only touch him and you expect something, if you look at a woman's faith, she pressed through the crowd. You get up early in the morning and start to pray. You believe, you decide, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to fast until the breakthrough comes. You press. I'm going to pray for my son until the breakthrough comes. You press. Wow. Look at the final verse, 48. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. That's the prayer of confirmation. That's the power. That's the healing. That's the anointing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the powerhouse. You step out in faith and the Lord confirms it. That's when he says, thy faith, he sealed it right there. Thy faith. Thy faith has made thee whole. 
Because you stepped out, I've heard you. Because you go against the norm, I heard you. You go against the regular grain of Christendom, I heard you. You go against the regular Seventh-day Adventists, I heard you. You have been set free. Go in peace. That's the confirmation this morning. God wants some of us to go in peace. You have the faith this morning. God is able through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is able. If we only reach out and touch him, virtue will come. We can touch him this morning. We can. Yes, we can. He's available right in your bedroom, right in your living room right now, right in your car, right in your yard, anywhere you're standing, in your job in the U.K., you're at work already in the U.K. No matter where you are, he's available. You can touch him. But he needs the faith in order to confirm it, to set you free. Do you have the faith? Let us ask the Lord for faith. May God just be with you. May he bless you. May his face shine upon you. This is my humble prayer. In Jesus' name, as we'll now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.